This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, September 29th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? Uh, as good as to be expected. A little sad that the season's about to wind down. Although, it's, uh, yeah, I was talking to Matt about it. It's bittersweet. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't mind getting some uh, days to sleep in right after the year, but then I gotta get after it and do some other stuff, so it'll be a short break. Yeah, it's a weird mix of like, oh, some time's gonna free up, and also like, oh, it's really busy, also, with the <laughs> season winding down. But uh, it's gonna be a weird, different schedule not podcasting five times a week for me. Uh, but but yeah, it's been good, and, and I'm, I'm excited about uh, what we've been doing. Um, but yeah... We're looking at a DFS games for Tuesday, and they're all one big fat evening slate, which is not always the case on Tuesday, uh, but that should be good. But you're telling me before we hit record, you got some weather problems you see coming up. Yeah, so there's six games that could be affected by rain today, and they're all potential rain outs. Uh, some of them would be made up, some of them would just be dropped from the schedule entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game that looks the most likely to be postponed based on the report now, uh, 100% rain, like, pretty much the entire evening in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. uh, that would be the Pirates and the Cardinals. I didn't write down any names to talk about in DFS tonight for them. Uh, the other games, uh, those would be in Cleveland, uh, Baltimore, Philadelphia, and Cincinnati all have between 60 and 80% risk of rain all through the evening, mm-hmm. and then New York has a 35% chance, so that's a little more likely to be played. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, again, with a big slate like this, where they're all, you know, the, for the most part at the same time, I guess it might be split between early and late a little bit, but it's, you can find them all together, I'm sure. Would you just avoid them entirely? Just, there's, feel like there's a lot of options, right? Yeah, there's, there's plenty of options tonight, and it, I, I wouldn't make my decision right now, you know, it's, you know, around 10 when this is gonna be up, or 11 maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's still pretty early in, in the day, uh, Weather reports can change dramatically. Uh, so take a look closer to five or six, and if you're still seeing those same risks, uh, then maybe, yeah, I would stay away from those games. Uh, you might find that, say, Philadelphia is all of a sudden it's in the clear, and you can go ahead and target Bartolo Colon and uh, Mets hitters against uh, yeah. David Buchanan. But, but yeah, might play it by ear a little bit. All right, well, uh, we're going to start at catcher. So avoiding those with rain best you can unless any of them are, are too juicy. Uh, what do you think in the, at catcher? So from from the games that don't have rain, uh, I have seven catchers now. Four of them I have a little rain notation next to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that don't have rain, uh, your, your guy, uh, J.P. Aaron Sivia against Adam Conley. Yeah, uh, right. Two an advantage situation, a little bit of power. Uh, should be, you know, a, a decent matchup for him. He's still obviously JP and Sibia. There's uh, uh-huh. risks and rewards involved with that. Oh, there's a good chance of a zero. But you oh know. yeah. <laughs> also, Adam Conley has not been bad. No, he's not been bad. He's not been great either. I, I think he's like a four or five ERA pitcher, and you know, that's what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, that, that's fine. It's gonna do okay, and uh, he's got a changeup that can keep uh, right-handed hitters off balance. Uh, maybe cut into the Rays platoon splits a little bit. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, I like that. Uh, do you like uh, this game in in Tampa Bay, the the Florida matchup? Uh, yeah, Adam Conley. You know, there's Aaron Sibby on one side, but on the other side, do you like uh, G. T. Real Muto getting Matt Moore? I don't mind it, yeah. Uh, Moore's one of the guys we'll talk about when we get the pitching. Actually, 
I, I kind of like him a lot tonight. Uh, yeah. That's weird because I never like Matt Moore. Yeah. Um, like I know a lot of people are big fans of his. I've never really been on the bandwagon since uh, I liked him when he first came up, but then he lost a bunch of velocity and he hasn't looked the same since then. Yeah. He's, yeah, I've talked about on this podcast, so I'll always be a little bit interested in, you know, in Matt Moore. But, uh, but yeah, JT Realmuto, you know, I, I know you like him against lefties, and he's shown even a little bit of speed, if, if not some pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, always kind of a wild card to, to pick against him. Um, who else do you have at catcher? Uh, Wellington Castillo is probably going to be a big name tonight against Christian Bergman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bergman being not very good, Castillo mashes lefties, uh, having a good season overall against righties and lefties, at least since joining the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so should be a good matchup for him. Uh, on FanDuel, I like Evan Gaddis against uh, Fidel Nuno. Uh, not a catcher on DraftKings, unfortunately, so uh, just on FanDuel, he'll be able to use him. Yeah. Uh, Bergman last came up on this podcast last time up. Uh, Matt and I got into a really confusing conversation about platoon splits because he's been posting a reverse split, and I like Neil Walker against him, but Neil Walker's a switch hitter, and it was really silly. We, we got into a weird runaround about his reverse splits and whatnot, and then again, I like the it's my new hobby now is to gloat when Matt is gone, but uh, then. That was the night Neil Walker went out and had like a homer and six RBIs. <laughs> and I was pro Walker and he wasn't. Um, that said, uh, Bergman has been ruined by righties and, and not by lefties this year. It's been kind of weird. Um, but, but I could see that, you know, being a good thing for, uh, for Wellington Castillo then. You know, that's righty on righty for him. And so even yep. though the split doesn't help him. It's uh, it's bad for Bergman, which means it's good for Castillo. I don't know. At the end of the day on those kind of things, I just go, look, well, Castillo's a good hitter and Bergman's a bad pitcher, and I wouldn't overthink the reverse splits way too hard, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's I wouldn't worry about the splits too much, as you say. It's a situation. He's not striking out righties for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go into the pitch effects to see if there's a specific reason. Maybe he has a good changeup that I'm not aware of. Uh, but at, at the same time, you know, he's he's a mediocre pitcher. Castillo's bashing those, whether they're righty or lefty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody else that catch it for you? Uh, from those rain games, I'll run down some names just because, you know, some of those games might work out. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Schwarber and Miguel Montero up against Josh Smith. Uh, that was, that's in Cincinnati. That was the big one for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a whole Cubs stack that if that, keep an eye on that game, you know, if, if that doesn't rain out, there's a lot to go from there, I think. Yep, that Cubs stack's going to be pretty exciting against Smith if that game's looking good. Uh, same in Philadelphia, the Mets stack. Uh, Travis Darnot up against David Buchanan. Mm-hmm. Anyone against David Buchanan really looks good on most days. Yep, the the Mets are going to be another one to keep an eye on. I agree. Uh, do you like A.J. Prusinski at all, getting Tanner Roark? I, I like A.J. Prusinski well enough, but I'm not sure... How excited I am about him, but I see him as a, a viable punt. I didn't look at his prices today, though, so I don't know if he's really in that price range for a punt. Yep, yep. Um, okay, let's go ahead and jump to first base. There's plenty sure. of options to catch her. Uh, so, of these, you know, safer games, who's jumping off the Patriot at first base? Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, top yeah. of the list, uh, obviously up against Christian Bergman, yeah. and also. If you, um, if you believe pricey. in, yeah, if you believe in Bergman's, you know, trouble with righties, then there you go. There's a, a good righty to do big things there. He, he's a guy who gives up a lot of home runs, and that's gonna, you know, really burn him tonight, I think. Yeah. Uh, 
baseball being what it is, uh, wouldn't be surprising if he you know, shuts them down over five or six innings just because, mm-hmm. just to spite us. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's going to be popular to pick against. And on one hand, it's like, oh, good, he's away from Colorado, but going to Arizona is not so easy, you know. And that's a team that can hit. So, you know, like Goldschmidt a lot. Uh, who else are you looking at? There's a couple Royals you could go with. Uh, Eric Cosmer is being the, uh, the healthier option. Uh, Kendrick mm-hmm. Morales has, I think, like a, a foot contusion or something. Yeah. Uh, so, some sort of bruise that's keeping him out. Uh, both up against Jeff uh, Samarja at uh, U.S. Cellular Field. Uh, so nice homer haven for them. Uh, good good park factors for left-handed power. Yeah, and Samarja's uh, been such a weird mess. <laughs> yeah, he's such a... He's weird. Uh, he... Last two outings, like, if you take them together, they're bad. If you look at the second to last outing, it's terrible. Uh, then last time out, he throws a complete game one hitter. So, he's, yeah. He, if, if you look at any kind of time period beyond that one game, he's been very terrible. So, I'll, I'll go against him with, uh, a little regret. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Um, who else at first base? What are you thinking? Uh, Albert Pujols and CJ Krohn up against Chris Bassett. Both like to hit fly ball pitchers. Bassett leans that direction. Uh, so solid matchups all around. Pujols, yeah. uh, dealing with some injury. Uh, I'm a little less enamored with him. Actually, I like Krohn a little more and he's cheaper. Yeah. I want to ask you about that game. That's Real Muto and Tropiano. Uh, I know Matt's kind of excited about that. Are you intrigued by, I mean, we'll get to those pitchers eventually, but, um, yeah, are you intrigued by the matchup of the pitchers? And then, obviously, you're okay with picking on Bassett. But you kind of like him, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't hate him. I, I think, you know, kind of like Conley, he strikes me as a, a guy who, maybe a 4-5 or five ERA pitcher, mm-hmm. uh, has a little upside that uh, Conley doesn't, in my opinion, but mm-hmm. still not a terribly exciting guy. Uh, someone who can get uh, hit around. And, and I do like that he's with the A's. It's a good fit for his uh, particular peripherals and uh, repertoire. Yeah, uh, I think that's kind of interesting, but I agree. There's, there's no way you can't, you know, pick against it. It'll be all right. It's just they're both kind of approaching that middle ground where I don't quite pick them, but don't quite pick against them. But yeah. I don't know. I believe in Crone. And the fly ball thing's a good point. Um, do you, at first pace, care about uh, Clint Robinson getting Matt Whistler? Matt Whistler has allowed a... 1.063 OPS to lefties this year. I always love the four-digit OPS. Not a good sign. <laughs> uh, Clint Robinson playing for space is left-handed. Matt Whistler's been that bad. Are you thinking about that at all? Yes, uh, I have him down in the outfield today. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's where FanDuel lists him, but if you're on DraftKings, definitely like him as a first baseman, too. Yeah, and could be cheap. And, yeah, Matt Whistler just does not contain lefties at all. So No, uh, no, he's very mediocre. <laughs> I mean, I like the opposite on that. Freddie Freeman getting Tanner Roark. Why not, right? Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, it's come out that Freeman's wrist is acting up a little bit more than yeah. what we knew. So uh, that's something to watch out for, especially wrist injuries, sap power a lot. That's true. And Roark already being a ground ball guy, I could see Freeman just rolling over on four today. And they just keep playing him for no real reason at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's important for them to finish second to last or something. I don't uh, know. Keep their way out of that, you know, the best picks or whatever. Um, I also, away from those rain games, I have uh, Miguel Cabrera gets Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels is still pretty darn good, though, you know. 
Yeah, and Miguel Cabrera is supposedly only going to play a couple more games this year. They're talking about slowing him down, uh, just keeping him qualified for the batting title and nothing more. Uh, so it might be sitting today, even. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Cole Hamels is not never got quite in that weird middle ground, but I think people started to lean away from him, and I... I don't know, and Detroit's been bad. I don't know, we'll get to him later, I'm yeah. sure, also. Hamels is a tough DFS guy, just because he does have his days uh, where, you know, a few too many home runs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's his peripherals also aren't really as good as his ERA most days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, kind of, we in DFS, uh, most DFS players are very aware of you know, fan graph stats or uh, if you have another stat suite you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but advanced peripherals and keeping track of uh, you know things that actually cause performance rather than the performance itself. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, the last first base spin I had outside of rain games is uh, Adam Lynn getting Tyson Ross, who, if you want to pick on Tyson Ross, he has trouble with lefties. And then... He gets the Brewers today, and I'm sure we'll be talking about him. But uh, the good lefty from that lineup is Adam Lynn, so you could pick there. I don't know how much help he's going to have, though, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think that's a one-off pick, uh, maybe a cash game selection. Yeah. Uh, not so much a, a stack opportunity. Yeah. Um, anybody else you have at first base not from the rain games? Uh, Mike Napoli would be the only one not from rain games that I have listed here up okay. against Daniel Norris. Yep. Yep, like him getting a lefty uh, makes it worth attention. All right, so if we're willing to play with the weather and, and brave that and keep an eye out there, uh, who sticks out to you at first base? Uh, Opens it up much more. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, a lot of great names uh, available if uh, you know those rain games uh, clear up. Uh, mm. New York being the one that's least likely to have rain. David Ortiz against Michael Pineda. I love him in Yankee Stadium with that short porch. Mm-hmm. And then opposite of that is Greg Bird against Rick Porcello. Yeah, I did not realize Greg Bird already has, like, ten home runs. Yeah, he's doing quite well for himself. Yeah, he's a player that I always kind of liked, you know, but that's kind of, that's that's a bunch pretty quick already. I don't know, I don't think he's a 40-homer player. I'm not even sure he's a 30-homer player. I'm not all of a sudden, you know, trading for him in my dynasty leagues or anything. Um, But he's, he's a hitter, for sure, you know, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he's he's going to be a solid guy. I could see him fitting into kind of a Lucas Duda type profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that stadium in play, he could have his thirty home run seasons. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, take too much to get over the wall. Yeah, that's that's fair. I will give you that for sure. And it's a good lineup to be in. You know, I don't know that he's going to start. You know, next year still has to break in. But um, yeah, there's there's still Mark Teixeira and Alex Rodriguez in his way. Yeah. Um, but not on Tuesday. So, so that, uh, I agree is worth attention. He gets Rick Porcello, who's been a really weird guy this year. Sometimes I'm in, sometimes I'm like, yeah, totally. But, uh, I don't know. He's worth picking on, especially at Yankee Stadium. Um, do you like Justin Smoke getting Miguel Gonzalez, who has not been good this year? And Justin Smoke's looked okay lately, and most importantly, can hit him left-handed. Um, and he's struggled there. Do you like that at all? I do like it. It's not one that I wrote down, but now that you mention it, I like it a lot. That's a mm-hmm. nice cheap play. Yeah. Uh, have Edwin Encarnacion as well. Obviously, uh, you know, also an excellent play against Gonzalez. I, I do like Smoke, though. It's a good fit for him today up in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez has had his struggles, but especially against lefties. Uh, where else are you looking at first base? Uh, Joey Votto has a great match with Stan Heron. Uh, Votto yeah. being 
just such a high floor hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, also loves fly ball pitchers, and Heron goes that direction. He's had his troubles with lefties, too. I was looking at splits a lot before the yeah. show. That's a problem for him. Um, I'm sure if you're in that game, you'd consider Rizzo getting Josh Smith. Mm, absolutely. Josh Smith has been a nightmare. Again, uh, the Cubs going to Cincinnati against Josh Smith is going to be popular. Um, anybody else you got to get to before we move on? Uh, Lucas Duda against uh, Buchanan. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone against Buchanan. <laughs> yeah, that Mets stack. Keep an eye on if that game goes. If the game goes, you know, mostly all in, I would say. Uh, but otherwise... Uh, you just got to play it by air. Again, I like that most of these games will start at the same time, so you can, you know, keep uh, keep an eye on it as it gets really close. So today's going to be a check-your-weather day. Um, all right, on to second base. At the top of my list, uh, it's still there. You can get Daniel Murphy, you get David Buchanan if that game goes, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I said, anyone gets Buchanan. Yeah. And, uh, Murphy's uh, swinging a fine stick right now. Yeah, and uh, if the St. Louis-Pittsburgh game goes, I got Colton Wong and Charlie Morton, who also can't handle lefties, so keep an eye on that. That's fine. Um, safer option, I'm starting with Logan Forsythe getting Adam Conley, of course, right? Yeah, uh, that one's in a dome. Uh, you know where he's with rain there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, we talk about Forsythe a lot on the uh, podcast. Um, yeah. There's not too much more to say. He does well against lefties. Again, earlier in the season, I thought he was sneaky. Oh, yeah, look at this guy that can hit lefties. You know, when he gets lefties, he's great. Now it's just, you know, he's automatic. He becomes a, a top pick when he gets a lefty. Uh, secrets out a little bit, and it's a good way. It's good to see that. Um, I also have Jose Altuve getting Vidal Nuno. Why not, right? Uh, him getting a lefty. Yeah, that's one of the bigger plays today, obviously at the pricey end of the spectrum, but yeah. uh, still a great opportunity uh, my, against Nuno. My only hesitation there is I don't think Nuno's going to go deep, so True. I don't know how many at-bats he's going to get against a bad lefty, probably two. Um, and then he has to deal with the Mariners' bullpen, which I don't think is that bad. He might not get a lefty again, but uh, they're not very good, so I'm not scared off by that. It's something to keep in mind, you know. But uh, I think he'll still be fine. So I, I like Altuve. I don't think the Mariners' bullpen is great. So he could be fine. Um, where else are you thinking at second base? Uh, there's Ben Zobrist at uh, U.S. Cellular Field. Mm-hmm. I like most hitters at U.S. Cellular Field if they have even a, a modicum of pop. And uh, Zobrist barely crosses that threshold these days. But he could t- toss one out of the stadium against Samarja. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Um, would you consider Robinson Cano against Mike Fires? My only hesitation with Cano is knowing that he's hurt and playing through injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do think you're know, at his price. I was looking at where he stands, and uh, you know, based on that, you can use him today. It's not a you know a, a steal uh, just because we know he's hurt and playing mm-hmm. injured, uh, but he still has his good days. Uh, had a two homer day not too long ago against the Royals. Yeah, uh, so he can hit it out of the park. Uh, that was at a pitcher-friendly stadium, even so. Yep. Uh, I-, I could see him have a solid day. Yep. Um, my last name is uh, Jason Kipnis. Getting Kyle Gibson, you got to be fine with that, right? Yep. That's another one. If the rain clears out, Kipnis looks pretty good tonight against Gibson. Yep. Yep. Uh, anybody else for you at second base? Uh, Anthony Rendon against Matt Whistler. Uh, right. I kind of like Buchanan. Uh, I- I'm happy with any hitter against Whistler, really. Yeah. Uh, Rendon's looking pretty good these days too. Yeah. Uh, I like the lefties against him, you know, more, but Anthony Rendon yeah. is pretty good, and Whistler is still bad. He'll be fine. 
Uh, all right, on to third base. Who's at the top of your list for third base? Uh, top of my list if we're ignoring Donaldson against Gonzalez uh, sure. from that rain. Uh, Nolan Arenado is probably the next guy on my list. Uh, also very expensive, uh, in a bit of a hot streak with the power lately. Uh, so I like that component. Uh, hasn't hit too many home runs against lefties this year, which is a little odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a guy who I kind of think of as a lefty masher. It's not really showing up too much of his numbers this year. Yeah, just this year it's been an off year for him, and that's one of those where I might trust the career and the talent a little bit more than yeah, we're into this year. Yeah, he gets the left. He's away from Coors Field, but again, he's going to Arizona. I don't know that that's necessarily so bad uh, for a hitter, at least. Um, you like Mike Moustakis going to U.S. Cellular and getting Jeff Samarja? Yes, I do. I, I also like the note I have here. Uh, I have it, Moose versus Shark. There you <laughs> I, go. I like that one. Uh, could, could be the uh, next... Uh, Sci-fi mega series, <laughs> basically, yeah, uh, and that's a matchup that in this case probably benefits the Moose, um, especially uh, in, in Chicago. I yeah, mean for absolutely. That. Um, Evan Longoria gets Adam Conley. You know, another raised righty. We'll be talking about raised righties, especially because they're in a dome. Feels a little bit safer, and uh, he'll be fine for sure. Uh, Kyle Seeger getting my fires. Do you like that at all? I do. Uh, guy who likes fly ball pitchers and fires as a fly ball pitcher. Can't complain too much there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mike Fires can rack up his strikeouts, but he's never been that, like, elite guy, you know. Uh, He's never really matched up to the same. Might throw too many strikes. I don't know. I've always liked Kyle Seager. He's good. Um, Adrian Beltre gets Daniel Norris. You okay with that? Beltre's running hot. I like him these days. Yeah, and he gets a lefty, and Daniel Norris has talent, but has not become, you know, an established guy yet. Uh, Do you have anybody else from the non-rain games? Uh, From the non-rain group, uh... Yasmani Tomas is a third baseman in DraftKings. If he starts today, I would use him uh, against Bergman. I'm happy to use anyone against Bergman. There's a few pitchers like that today, mm-hmm. and uh, he's one of them. <laughs> sure. Okay, and then if you open it up to the riskier games, you got to monitor beforehand. Who are you thinking? You mentioned Donaldson. That's a big one, right? Yep, Donaldson's the, the obvious uh, elephant in the room. Uh, huge mm-hmm. season. Uh, great park for power again. Uh, good Pop number 42 today. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also like Chris Bryant against Josh Smith. Uh, yep. <laughs> another pitcher who, if the game's being played, uh, any Cubs hitters against Smith really work. Yep. There's uh, David Wright against uh, David Buchanan. I was going to say, that's, Davids. that's the the third one of just like, yeah, pick anyone from this, you know. Uh, it'd be against Buchanan. And David Wright's been just fine. And if you want a little... Uh, Mix up from that, uh, just play anyone mentality. Travis Shaw at Yankee Stadium against Michael Pineda. Okay. Uh, Pineda being obviously a good pitcher, but Shaw's a nice, uh, decent power bat. Uh, left-handed can poke at that right field porch. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. Um, my last one is Matt Carpenter getting Charlie Morton. You're okay with that yeah. too, probably, right? Yeah, I am. I, I just left out all the Pirates yeah. and Cardinals today. Yeah. You, you don't believe in that one at all? That's gonna be No, uh, it's, it, the weather report I looked at said like 100% rain from like mm-hmm. mid-afternoon through midnight, so didn't yeah. look good to me. <laughs> Not good. That would make it tough to play. All right, um, on to shortstop. Despite this huge slate, I only had four names written down, but uh, it looks like most of them should be okay at rain, except for uh, my top name was Francisco Lindor getting Kyle Gibson, so keep an eye on that. I do like that matchup but the rain might make that tough, but it wouldn't be one you want to keep an eye on anyway because your options are so limited. 
Um, I also wrote Brad Miller getting my fires, which is not inspiring at all, but uh, it would be fine. We do like to ring up Brad Miller uh, when he gets a righty. And, you know, a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed, you know, could get in that lineup. Um, I think the obvious one where everybody's going to go is Carlos Correa getting Vidal Nuno, though, right? Yes, and for that reason, if you're playing GPP, I might even consider going Jedrick Lowry instead. Okay. Uh, same matchup, uh, similar ceiling, really. Lowry's having a solid season. He's a little more streaky than uh, Correa mm-hmm. in a bit of a slump uh, last few games. Yeah. Uh, but still, uh, you know, good power for the position, and uh, batting in the middle of that lineup could do some damage. Yeah, I've always liked Jed Lowry, and I think that's a good alternate pick for sure. Uh, it's not bad. The other shortstop name I had is Elvis Andrews getting Daniel Norris. And if you want Elvis Andrews, you like him against a righty. And when, you know, or pardon me, against a lefty. He's right-handed. He gets a lefty in Norris. And then right. uh, once Norris exits, you get the Tigers bullpen, which is a good place to be. So right. <laughs> it's a good position for Elvis Andrews. That said, a lot of people are not inspired by Elvis Andrews, and I would not blame you. You know, it's kind of a snore. But uh, they're a little bit of points to be had there um who do you have at shortstop because that's already about most of my list okay i have a couple escobars uh Yunel escobar against matt whistler and then okay. eduardo escobar against cody anderson and that's a rain game uh, but uh either of those I, I don't mind the matchup i think they're fine uh not not standout picks like carlos correa obviously but uh mm-hmm. sometimes you need to find that uh diamond in the rough yeah uh i agree it's it's a, it's just, I'm frustrated because shortstop has been hard all year. And oh, yeah. I, I keep thinking it, it gets better some days. And there are days where I'm like, yeah, I got a bunch of options. And there's some days where I'm just like, how has it been a whole season? And I haven't come up with better shortstop options. <laughs> but some are very specific, you know, they're about their matchup. And some guys have showed up, like uh, Eugenio Suarez is a guy. But, you know, he gets Dan Heron, who's better against righties. And also it's a rain game. And I don't know. Uh, I think one of the biggest challenges this year has been shortstop, which is not unique. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's why I don't think it's crazy maybe to just punt with somebody like Brad Miller. You know, who's not going to cost much and might run into some points. But, um, your point with Lowry is a good one. I think if I were building a stack, that might be where I would go. Sounds like you might too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, probably one of the top picks for me just because he's in that affordable group of shortstops and he has that, uh, you know, same matchup uh, with the rest of that Astro stack. Uh, right. They all like uh, fly ball pitchers for the most part, yeah. and Nuno goes that way. And I think Carlos Correa might be the most popular one, but because mm-hmm. he stands Absolutely. out so much that uh, it might be you know one to not get in on just like everybody else. Put your money somewhere else. Um, anybody else at shortstop before I move on? Uh, Estrubal Cabrera is having a good second half of the season up against Adam Conley today. Sure. I don't have a real problem with that at all. Again, you're just kind of picking a guy, and there's nothing wrong with that guy compared to, you know, the Escobars or anybody else. Um, all right, let's get to the outfield. Plenty of options, but it's all kind of messy. Uh, what are you thinking? Where, where are you thinking of going? Uh, I like uh, Diamondbacks, obviously, uh, today. Uh, AJ Pollock, uh, David Peralta, Andrew yeah. Ciarte. Yeah. Uh, just anyone who's really in the lineup for the Diamondbacks today against Christian Bergman. Mm-hmm. And again, with those confusing splits, depending on how you want to look at it, you can go, oh, the right-handed outfielders, you know, he's been bad against righties, and that's good. Or you can say, oh, these left-handed outfielders who prefer to hit righties, like this split favors him that way. 
at the end of the day, you know, Christian Bergman's just not very good, and he's not going to go that deep in the game, and the Rockies' bullpen is atrocious, so I agree. Pick any of them, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry too much about those splits, uh, even if they do uh, mean something, uh, like you said, we should mm-hmm. see the bullpen by the fifth inning. Yep, uh, yep, th- that's a good place to start. Uh, what else are you thinking in the outfield? Uh, national stacks, they mentioned Clint Robinson, uh, mm-hmm. also like Bryce Harper and Jason Worth, if they're in the lineup, uh, yeah. all against Matt Whistler. Yep, uh, Bryce Harper took Monday off, uh, after a very interesting Sunday, as you yeah. and I were mentioning, uh, before we hit record, too. Uh, Matt and I didn't get into Papelbon v. Harper, uh, on, on the podcast, cause it's, you know, sometimes this isn't a straight baseball podcast, it's a DFS podcast, but, uh, but yeah, that was a whole thing. There are takes everywhere. I think Brad and I, and probably Matt too, would pretty easily slide into, this is ridiculous. And I mean, if you even need to, hashtag Team Harper, you know? But uh <laughs> yeah, what I thought was funny, and I know you brought it up, was that you were almost kind of defending Papelbon before the incident, you know, the yeah. other day that he was On getting Saturday trashed night. a little much. Yeah. Uh, not good timing to find yourself in that camp, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was, you know what it really was? It's just a really great time to be on Twitter for the last 48 hours. It's been, you know, really entertaining. Um, it, it, my favorite part of that, uh, yesterday, like the big debate was, uh, we're, we're getting too into calling it choking. He is really just pushing on his neck. And yeah. Those, this was hilarious to me. It's like, okay, we need to mince words about choking versus strangling versus pushing on necks. So it's he, he assaulted his teammate. It's that's, it was bad. The story. <laughs> it was bad, and the Matt Williams angle of it has just been the Matt Williams angle was hilarious. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> well, it was it was bad. It was really bad. Uh, anyway, if Harper's back in the lineup, and I would imagine he should be. Um, that's a, a crazy matchup for him. Again, Matt Whistler has the four-digit OPS to lefties this year. That is, a, you know, exclamation point next to that for Harper. It's going to cost you, but, you know, punt at shortstop. Take, you know, Escobar or one of the, uh, es- you know, Escobars, go with Struble, and then try and save up for Bryce Harper if you can afford it, because that's a big, big matchup for him. Um, who else are you thinking in the outfield? Uh, there's Mike Trout and Cole Calhoun up against Chris Bassett. Uh, mm-hmm. Both guys at feast on flyball pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Met stack, if it doesn't rain, uh, Suspedis, Granderson, Conforto, Kelly, mm-hmm. whoever's in. <laughs> all of them getting David Buchanan. Yeah, love them all. Uh, he- here's an interesting one. Uh, Padres stack, uh, Matt Kemp, uh, Will Myers, Justin Upton yeah. up against Jorge Lopez. I was uh, going to ask you. Yeah, uh, not a guy I actually know much about. Uh, uh, that's always the question. Can you tell me anything about Jorge Lopez? I can tell you what Kylie McDaniel says about him. Okay, uh, great. He's a, a tall righty, uh, works between 91 and 94, has some life, throws a change, throws a curveball. Mm-hmm. Uh, scouts think he's a back of rotation pitcher, more of a pitch to contact guy. Okay. Then uh, his numbers this year, uh, actually pretty decent, uh, about 8.6K per nine, 3.3 walk for nine, uh, 2.26 ERA and double A. Uh, so he's making a big leap, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see how he adjusts the majors. I would anticipate kind of a four or five ERA type. Yeah, that rundown is basically what I would expect for who is pitching for the Milwaukee Brewers on September 29th. I'm like, yeah, hey guy pulled up way too far. That's probably a back of the rotation guy, maybe. Like, uh, point is you can pick on him. 
uh, grab whoever you want from the Padres lineup, which is a little tough to glean from. <laughs> the Padres have guys I like against uh, against the lefties, to be honest. But Jorge Lopez is right-handed. Uh, if you were left-handed, I'd be you know picking a bunch of sneaky guys yeah. from there. It would be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you're thinking Kemp and Upton if you're going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the the top of the pile for us uh, if you want to use Padres. Yeah. Unfortunately, they are a little pricey. It'd be nicer if they, uh, you know, flew under the radar a bit. Yeah, one of my favorite sneaky picks uh, this late in the season, uh, Jed Jerko, who's gotten shortstop eligibility in a lot of places, has not only looked better in the second half, but also hits lefties just fine. You know, that guy has pop in his bat. I don't know that he's ever going to go back to what he did in his rookie year, but he's not as bad as he was in 2014. I feel like I'm a most little bit of a Jed Jerko defender. Um, but against a bad lefty, I, he has my attention. But that said that he has a righty, so I'm yeah. not sure I meant. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you like Steven Souza getting Adam Conley? I like Souza against lefties also. Would you be interested? Yeah, that, that's one I, I consider a GPP play, a high-risk, high-reward type. Uh, a lot of strikeout in his swing. Mm-hmm. I almost prefer Brandon Geyer, who usually bats at the top of the lineup against lefties. Sure. Uh, a little more reliable uh, sure. with his production. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, a- anyone up against uh, any of those righties against Conley is a viable play tonight. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, one of my favorite right-handed bats from the Marlins lineup, Marcel Ozuna, has also looked better since he came back, and he likes to hit lefties, and he gets Matt Moore, who... You know, could could throw, you know, eight scoreless, or he could walk eight and get into a bunch of trouble. Um, but I like Marcel Ozuna, do you? Yeah, uh, Ozuna's a, a fine pick. Uh, nice uh, mid, mid, uh, mid-tier value that uh, shouldn't be too popular tonight. Yeah, uh, I'm into that. Uh, what else are you thinking in the outfield in games that you're pretty sure will go? Uh, George Springer stands out against Fidel Nuno. Yes. Uh, I think that's a pretty easy one to go after if you have the mm-hmm. money for him. Uh, J.D. Martinez against Cole Hamels. Uh, yep. Hamels, good pitcher. He gives up his share of home runs. Uh, that's what we're looking for with Martinez anyway. Um, opposite that, yeah, I know you want the power against Hamels. Would you consider Rajai Davis, though? Uh, he likes to hit lefties that much. Or are you going to stick with a power guy against Hamels? Uh, I, I'd probably just stick, uh, Martinez really stands out more than Davis mm-hmm. in terms of ceiling to me. Sure, uh, absolutely. With his power. Uh, you can use Davis. It's not a, a crazy pick by any means. Uh, even a, a decent, uh, fade type selection. Yeah. Uh, since he shouldn't be too popular. Yeah. I just meant if you specifically want to pick against Hamels, you, you're thinking more and trying to go over the fences. Yeah, yeah, I, I look for kind of solo home runs against him usually if I'm going against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he doesn't tend to give up big rallies, it's just a, a home run here or there. Yep, yeah. Um, I also wrote Michael Brantley getting Kyle Gibson. Yeah. Why not, right? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, kind of make sure they play, that would be okay. And then uh, on the flip side, I'm always trying to pick against, you know, Cody Anderson, and I don't know where to go in that Twins lineup. The only lefty I really like in the lineup, I think I've said before, Eddie Rosario, I guess, and even he's not that inspiring, right? Yeah, so Rosario's an option, uh, Aaron Hicks is another option. They're both uh, less exciting uh, against Anderson than mm-hmm. some, but uh, game is at progressive field. It's nice for left-handed power, mm-hmm. uh, so either of them could pop one out of the park today, yep. assuming they play. Yep. All right, and then if you want to tangle with the rain games and, and get riskier, keep an eye on it. Uh, you know, fill out a lineup right before games start. 
Where are you thinking in the outfield that you might go? Uh, that Yankee stack I like against uh, Porcello. Yeah. Uh, Brett Gardner, Jacoby Ellsbury, Carlos Beltran, uh, even Dustin Ackley if he's in. Sure. Uh, all swinging at that right field porch. I love taking lefties there. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm fine with those. Um, I started with the Met stack. I think you mentioned them, but, uh, you know, Granderson, Conforto, whoever gets in uh, against Buchanan will be fine. Do you like back at Yankee Stadium? Uh, he's right-handed, but Mookie Betts get Michael Pineda. Yeah, but Betts is uh, he's hitting like he did in the spring mostly. So yeah. Betts is a, an excellent pick. Uh, just uh, getting on base all over the place, uh, scoring a ton of runs, uh, even running a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so there's <laughs> everything's available to you if you pick Betts. Uh, it's a nice pick. Yeah, he he's locked back in, and it's going to make him a really interesting guy in drafts next year. Um, how about Jay Bruce getting Dan Heron? who, you know, struggles with fly balls and struggles with lefties. That's a fine matchup, right? Yeah, you, you know, I I kind of don't like Jay Bruce. Uh, Saberson had him listed as one of the top hitters today, so I'll I'll point that out. Uh, you know, uh, uh, an objective system thinks that he's a top hitter. I happen to not like him. I just think he strikes out too often and disappoints me too often. I was going to say, do you not like him against Heron, or you don't like him in general? I, I just don't like him in general, really. Yeah. Uh, he's... He's someone I look for hot streaks with, uh, kind of like a Chris Carter. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find him when he's hit four home runs in the last you know, 10 days. Yeah. Uh, it's telling me that he's locked in, because uh, when he's not, he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, Matt's down on Jay Bruce a little bit. I'm a bit of a Jay Bruce apologist, it seems like, because I'm fine with him. But I can totally get that. He's definitely streaky. Uh, who else do you like in the outfield? Anybody else for you? Uh, yeah, a couple more. Uh, Cubstack, uh, Chris mm-hmm. Coughlin, uh I guess Austin Jackson, Jorge Soler, yeah. uh, really anyone who's out there against Josh Smith. Uh, I feel like I'm saying that a lot today, but uh, it's just it's, that kind of day. Yeah, that's uh, my last pile too, especially Chris Coughlin getting Josh Smith. Uh, I would definitely consider that if he gets in. Um, okay, if nobody else picked for you, let's go ahead and try and pick some pitchers here. And sure. uh, especially motivated to avoid the rain with pitchers, right? Because... A hitter can, you know, worst case, take it away and get back in, but that can easily just either, you know, get them to not start at all, or maybe they go two innings and get rained out and don't come back. So I feel much more gun-shy uh, with the weather with pitchers than hitters. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Uh, I I was a pitcher growing up, and anytime even it started to rain a little bit, mm-hmm. I would just go from being a decent pitcher to terrible. I couldn't throw strikes, uh yeah. Part of that was we use the same five balls over and over again. So maybe <laughs> pitchers have a bit of an advantage on that end. Yeah. Uh, but still, uh, you never know which guys are just not going to respond well to weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, Marcus Stroman and Bartolo Colon are the two that I thought were usable who might get rained on today. Yeah. Uh, and... Stroman should just get a lot of run support and then, uh, Colon up against the Phillies should have an automatic win. Yep. And Stroman's been good so far. I, I like both of those. I had them both written down. Again, keep an eye on, you know, the weather and then, you know, 10 minutes before it's, it's go time. Try and, and see how it looks. But if you feel like you have to fill out your lineup earlier in the day and won't have time to do that, I'd stay away. You know, if you're not going to be able to, to check it right before we're going, then, then go somewhere safer. Um, I mentioned Matt Moore. If you want to play in the GPP and you're feeling really lucky, I mean, the Marlins aren't that scary. It's, it's, I feel like the game is much more in Matt Moore's hands, you know, controlling his own destiny a little bit. And oh, yeah. basically, can he control the strike zone? Uh, so I don't know. If you're feeling lucky, there is always crazy upside there. 
And that's not even like oh upside and like you might get a quality start. Like he can strike out double digits when he's on. Uh, so th- that can be a game winner for you. That said, he also has big meltdown potential. Um, would you consider, we've talked about his, sometimes his home problems, but Cole Hamels get in Detroit? Yeah, he's on my list. Uh, I can see him having an excellent day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's opportunity to pick against him, but that doesn't mean that he's uh, a bum by any means. Uh, yeah. should have a, a good chance to win against Daniel Norris. Uh, Tigers, uh, lineups a little banged up. Uh, seems like Victor Martinez will probably be out. Miguel Cabrera will probably be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rangers are running a lot hotter than the uh, Tigers these days, so they should beat up on Daniel Norris. Yeah. Uh, a lot of factors in his favor today. Yep, he could be fine. Uh, do you once again trust Johnny Cueto enough to take on the White Sox on the road? <laughs> I wrote him down as just someone who, yeah, you can go after him if you... You know, feel confident. His price is down to 8300 on DraftKings. Uh, yeah. Not a bargain on FanDuel at all, uh, but DraftKings, at least, he's cheap. I like that price, for sure. I I mean, I'd be nervous, but it's oh, not yeah. going to blow you away at all if he goes and throws eight scoreless, right? No, no, it wouldn't be surprising. He's got the stuff for it. He claims yeah. that you know, Sal Perez has made an adjustment that's going to help him avoid whatever was going on before. For sure. Uh, se- seems like just some... Uh, uh, rewriting of history to me, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how he performs today. Yep, uh, I could I could justify using him in the right scenario. Yep. Um, where are you thinking at pitcher? Anybody sticking out to you? Uh, probably should talk about Clayton Kershaw and Madison Bumgarner. Uh, yeah, against each other. Uh, that's what, what do you one do there? Situation where I don't really like to use either of them because they're kind of a coin flip. Yeah. Uh, Saver Sim actually thinks that Kershaw is a big favorite today, so you know if you have a ton of money, uh, go in that direction. I, I I agree because one, we think he's better as a pitcher, even if it's sixty forty. You know, he's better, and also that matchup's a lot better for him. The San Francisco lineup's just such a mess. You know, they're half hurt, they're half out. You gotta throw out all your season numbers for them. You know, do I think he can shut down Jarrett Parker and Kelby Tomlinson or whatever? Like, yeah, I think he can. Um, whereas, you know, the Dodgers are still, they're banged up a little bit, but they're rolling towards the playoffs. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, that's my opinion. That also means you might go Bumgarner just cause he's the less obvious pick and still really good, right? You might just go, oh, he's the 35 out of 100 between those two and you want to go with the less popular pick. Uh, is that a thing for you at all? Yeah. In a, in a high profile situation like that, maybe not as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's more causing me to lean away from using either of them, especially because there's alternatives today. Yeah. Like I feel okay. like, like we mentioned Matt Moore, he, he has the, the ceiling to match either of these guys today. Yeah. Like he could go seven scoreless, strike out 10 and yeah. get a win. I'm, I don't know that I've ever paid for Kershaw in DFS or not many times just because he's so high profile that when he's usable, everybody's on him and he costs so much, you know? I just don't, I mean, it depends on your slate and maybe that's just my style, but I try to at least not pick the most blatantly obvious guy every day, you know? Uh, but you know, there's, he's made a lot of people a lot of points in DFS, so. I don't know. That one is not a stay away from me. Just uh, I'm going to try a little bit uh, somewhere else. Um, I know we said we'd talk about him. Are you considering Tyson Ross getting the Brewers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that should be an easy win with Jorge Lopez on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you never know when someone's breaking into the league, uh, especially with a lineup like the Padres or a type of team that can roll over when they don't have a good scouting report, I feel mm-hmm. like. Uh, so it could turn into a pitcher's duel unexpectedly. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I do think Ross probably at one of the top plays today. Yeah, and the Brewers lineup's gotten so bad, you know. Uh, I feel like Lucroy probably won't play. Braun won't play. I mean, it's Jeanette, Segura, Adam Lynn, Chris Davis, where you're like, all right, those are okay hitters, you know. And then Domingo Santana's interesting, but he's right-handed, and, and Tyson Ross does well against righties. And then Hernan Perez, Logan Schaefer, Martin Maldonado. Like, the bottom of that Brewers lineup, it gets it drops off real quick. And the top half is okay, but not that great either. They're very streamable against. I think Tyson Ross is going to be just fine. And he's, you know, picks up strikeouts. So, uh, I like that for him. Um, I know you picked some guys against, uh, Bassett. Are you going to consider Bassett or Tropiano? You mentioned you felt like they're kind of in that middle ground. I'm, mm-hmm. I kind of agree. Uh, yeah. they're, they're not guys who I'm too excited about targeting. Uh, I do like the Angels against Bassett actually today. Yeah. Uh, just because of those fly ball ground ball splits. Yeah. Uh, but if you, don't put too much credit in those, then, yeah, I kind of feel like they're in between the start versus exploit periods. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Tropiano maybe against Oakland just because it's a good matchup at this time of the year, too. Um, one of my favorites uh, to talk about, uh, Robbie Ray getting Colorado. Mm-hmm. Colorado is last in WRC Plus against lefties this year, and Colorado is last in WRC Plus on the road this year. And yes. they're on the road against a lefty. And it's a lefty I've liked this year. It's Robbie Ray. I This might be a sneaky good uh, matchup for him, wouldn't you think? Yeah. I just wonder how sneaky it is. I, I yeah. feel like maybe people know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's hard to get a, a pulse on the DFS community as, uh, you know, you're kind of just going off what people pick in your own contests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have, uh, you know, widely available numbers about ownership rates uh, yeah. usually kind of hidden. Uh, by people who collect them. So yeah. uh, <laughs> it's hard to get DFS trends uh, sometimes. Mm. And so I don't know if Robbie Ray is going to be a guy who's you know 7% owned today or 20%. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I definitely like the matchup. I was talking to Steve Adams the other day, who's uh, been on this podcast, and he was talking about how he was on an unnamed website trying to look at lineups or weather or something, and it had a chat on the side. And everybody was piping up about DFS, and he said, I can't believe I'm not a millionaire from playing DFS just because of some players that were chatting about, like, oh, I want so-and-so against this team because he's 3-0 and against him, you know, in his career. Or, oh, I want this hitter against this pitcher because he's, you know, 5-9 for nine against him or, or whatnot. Just these small sample size historical ones, which, if you're listening and you're new to, you know, DFS, we do not subscribe to that at all. You know, the pitcher versus team or the hitter versus pitcher records, especially, you know, in the small sample sizes, don't make your picks overwhelmingly on that. I'm not saying it's nothing, but it's close to nothing. And I'm pretty sure you would agree with me there, right, Brad? Yeah, there, there's some extremes. Like, I think uh, Paul Goldschmidt versus Tim Linscombe is one of yeah. the things that uh, comes up as an example anytime someone wants to say, well, don't you believe in this? And like, yeah. yeah, maybe I do believe in that. Paul Goldschmidt's an excellent hitter. Tim Linscombe kind of sucks these days. Yeah. Uh, I can see him not having a good matchup against Goldschmidt. Yeah. But, but how often yeah. <laughs> how often is this part of your analysis in DFS to go like, oh, how well does you know Cole Hamels pitch against the Tigers or whatever? That's a bad example, but, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Pretty, 
pretty rare, that, right? That that kind of T-Mobile stuff never. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some instances where I'll kind of turn to like a batter versus pitcher thing, just right. as it, it's almost because I'm tired of writing about something else, you know? It's, right. It's like oh, here's another detail, maybe it's something. Yeah. Uh, and like R.A. Dickey is another guy who I'll yes. turn to if there's splits for him. We've brought that up this year. There are cases like that where you know he's such a unique guy, but. Anyway, it was funny for Steve to be like, I am reading this chat, and he's like, are these the people I'm playing against? Because I brought it up because that's what you're saying. You don't know what, uh, you know, players, you're, what you're going up against, how they pick and where they're going to go. And to you and I, Robbie Ray seems obvious because those matchups are, are great. But for a lot of people, they go, one, I'm not picking against Colorado. They're one of the best offenses in the league. Not true. And two, who the heck is Robbie Ray? And I think there are a lot of uh, DFS guys out there. So I, I'm with you in that I don't really know where, who you got or who you're up against. Um, that said, in a vacuum, you know, popular, unpopular, uh, this is a good matchup for Robbie Ray, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely a great matchup. Yeah. Uh, should have a solid day. Um, as I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, my only concern, uh, the scouting report's kind of out on him. Uh, be patient, mm-hmm. uh, make him work. And, you know, Rockies are capable of doing that as much as another team. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, back to picking some pitchers. Uh, who else do you like, even if you have to uh, play with the uh, weather risks? Uh, really only one more name on the list for me. Uh, Mike Fires up against the Mariners. Mm-hmm. I can see him having a fine day, uh, you know, turning in one of his gems. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not too often, uh, but it does happen, and a uh, good bet for a win up against Fidel Nuno today. Yep, yep, uh, I agree. That was the last name on my list. There's some weather ones, you know. If it clears up and Cologne's fine and Philadelphia, fine. If it clears up for Marcus Stroman to, you know, pitch in Baltimore, fine. But um, there are other options, and again, I, I'm scared off by the rain, so I, I, I don't know about that. Um, anybody else for you, Brad, before we get out of here? We run a bit long. Yeah, I think we've uh, covered everything quite diligently today. Yeah. Uh, watch out for the rain. Yeah, uh, We've mentioned it 100,000 times now, so uh, it's your own damn fault if you yeah. pick a rain guy. It's a tough one. Like I said, sometimes I set my lineup you know, a little earlier in the day, and I try and go with people that are safe. Obviously, you always want to be able to check your lineups. Um especially at this point in the season. But if you have the time, check check weather 15 minutes for a lineup slot and make your switches if you need to. So, Okay, uh, that should do it for us. Uh, Brad is on Twitter, at BaseballAteam, uh, writing about DFS stuff, uh, both at Rotographs and all over the place, and posting his work. It's a good follow if you're, if you're playing and he pops up with, you know, stuff about the rain and how Jonathan Papelmon gets hated on too much before <laughs> Uh, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. So uh, we really appreciate your, your feedback and your comments and your questions and just your interaction all year long. We like hearing from you guys. Uh, good to know you guys are listening to the show and hopefully that you like it. Uh, and most people say they do like it. So yeah, the, uh, the fans have been great and the listeners have been great. So we like hearing from you. Make sure to give us an ad and, and, and holler at us. That should do it for us. Uh, for Brad, I'm Dylan. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good luck with your stacks. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. <laughs>